Over the past two weeks, Louisville head coach Scott Satterfield has made a handful of off-season hires. We'll talk about those hires and more on this episode of the Locked on the Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. You are Locked on Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back in to another episode of the Locked On the Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. I want to take this time to say thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the Locked On Louisville Podcast, free on all streaming services, including YouTube now, five days a week, your team every day. It is a special Wednesday. As always, Jeremy Wallman joins the show, Cardinal Sports Zone co-founder. 55, what's going on, man? Not much, man. It's sitting here chilling. Uh... You know, as down as I am about some sports, uh, I think I think Coach Set has done the impossible and got me excited for football again. So, I mean, mm-hmm. we're on the verge of that excitement. I think. I agree. Um, for those who have been living under a rock, so to speak, Satterfield has made four hires to the Louisville football program. Um, Lance Taylor, the new offense coordinator. Wesley McGriff, the co-defense coordinator. Uh, ben Souders, the strength and conditioning coach. And Dion Branch, the director of player development. We will analyze all four of those hires, talk about whether we like it or not, which, spoiler alert, we pretty much do. We'll talk about what the benefits of those are here in just a second. But before we get into the content of today's show, like I mentioned, for those who are not aware of who I am or who we are, uh, obviously you can tell with Jeremy's uh, that – CSZ on the cap. Um, you know, we're both with Cardinal Sports, so you can check that at cardinalsportszone.com. And just a reminder, a, a great episode dropped last Sunday with a little bit of insight into the men's basketball program, so be sure to check that out. Um, but personal Twitter handles are in the graphics below. Check those out. But let's get right on into the show. The most recent hire that was made, um, it, it kind of had some legs to it um, early in the weekend, but pretty much was finalized on Sunday. That is Lance Taylor, the running backs coach and run game coordinator from the Notre Dame Irish, is now the offensive coordinator at the University of Louisville. He's been a guy who has coached both Christian McCaffrey and Bryce Love, uh, Heisman Trophy candidates. 55 initial thoughts on this move from Satterfield. Uh, this was, uh, if I'm being honest, this is the one I was the least excited about because I didn't, I don't really, to be fair, I don't really know a lot about him. Uh, what mm-hmm. I will say is that from doing some research, it looks like he runs a similar uh, running style, run playbook, however you want to put it, that we do here. So he should be able to just insert himself seamlessly here. And uh, I feel like we have a better running back room than they had up there. So I think that this that will be. Uh, a positive instead of bringing in somebody that wants to do, uh, you know, revamp and, and do a whole new thing. Uh, he'll he'll be able to be plugged in and and us, like I said, it, it'd be a seamless transition there. So I don't hate it. I, I didn't. I was as I said on the show Sunday. I've I've always been uh, the one thing I've taken up with Coach Sat is the fact that he he didn't have issues getting down the field per se. But it was once he got into the red zone. So I'm hoping that with mm-hmm. a second guy um, like Lance Taylor being able to, you know, him being able to, you know, battle plan with him, that A, we can get some different plays called in the red zone. And B, maybe his play calling is not as predictable. Maybe with two, 
two heads are always better than one. So, I mean, I, I don't dislike it. I just, I don't know enough about them to be like, oh, man, this is awesome. Or, oh, man, this sucks. So, yeah, I, I'm definitely on board with it. I just, I, I don't know that much about him. I do know, though, he, he will, he'll, he'll be a, a really good fit here for us. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the thing coming into the offseason everybody wanted to see was some some different different you know changes and stuff like that, especially in the offensive side, you know, and the defensive side respectively. We'll talk about that here in just a second. But offensively, the gripe was that Scott, Scott Satterfield did not necessarily have uh, an offense coordinator. Well, now he does. Um, he's one running back coach of the year. I'm interested to see what happens with Darrell Sims. Do they keep him a running back coach, or do they you know potentially move him to the tight end coach? Who ends up knowing what will be with Darrell Sims? No, that that's a that's a good because I was going to say we really only have two spots left to fill. That's tight ends coach and special teams, and you know the last guy that was here took care of both of those together. So I would love to see because uh, I know Darrell has a great uh, relationship with most of the kids on the staff and most of our targets, I'd love to see it, as long as that's something he's done before. I don't know that he's ever yeah. coached tight ends before, but move him over to tight ends uh, and then bring in Ivan Green as a consultant. Like they're, they're, They have been all about bringing former players in who were big names uh, either in the NFL or college. Bring Ivan in, bring Chris Redman in, uh, bring Eric Wood in. Calvin Pryor has, has – uh, voiced his opinion to, you know, his right. desire to want to do coaching. Bring in all these guys and let them be understudies and and let them help make this team better. I, 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 I like I like that idea. And then, uh, but the, the biggest thing for me is that we have swung for the fences, I feel like, with all these hires. I agree. And I'm not really sure we could have done much better than we did. I'm just glad we didn't get Akron's uh, – Akron's offensive coordinator, Why and not? Florida A&M's co-defensive coordinator, and Georgia State's strength and conditioning coach. We got some pretty big name schools. Yeah, I mean, in another aspect is is the recruiting world. You know, uh, Scott Satterfield basically. I mean, I think he directly mentioned he's like, you know, we have to do something. You know, adding to the recruiting, you know, team and stuff like that. I, I think that you know the next guy we'll talk about it is probably the biggest recruiter, but. Uh, uh, Lance Taylor has had, I think it's 10 four-stars in which he was the primary or secondary uh, recruiter in, you know, commit to a certain school. And um, I think the majority of those are running backs. So, you know, for those looking for Louisville to kind of continue this MO of having solid running backs, it, it, it seems like this fits, you know, Satterfield's offensive identity. I think for those thinking that, you know, he, he this offense quarter might come in and, and have a – a, a different philosophy to where they throw the ball a little bit more. I think we're going to see more of the same in 2022. And like I said, I think Louisville was pretty solid offensively. You know, it works to Malik Cunningham's strengths. If anything, you know, it we could see, um, you know, more consistent and better running back play, which it's kind of hard to believe because we do get a lot of production out of the running back committee. How important to you is, is the you know notion that Taylor gets a say in calling plays? I mean, um, that's a great question because I'm not uh, sorry. I was just looking to see if no, you're Taylor, I, I feel like I've heard that name before. Notre Dame fans, like he helped really, really Prince Coley. Really like, 
the Prince Cully commitment there. I think he had a hand in that, uh, which would mean something to Louisville fans if they uh, they they follow recruiting. But no, the, the the biggest thing for me, and I'm sorry, this isn't the question that you asked, but it just hit my head. Oh, yeah. um, we lost a lot when we lost Court Dennison. He was our lead recruiter. Then they tried to bring in David Cooper to come in and help be a big one-two punch. That fell through. Then we lost Court. So I'm glad to see that instead of just bringing in one guy, McGriff's a good recruiter. Taylor's a good recruiter. Dion Branch is going to be a good recruiter. Um, I, I feel like they, they are making up for where they fell short in past years. Uh, to answer your question, I remember it now. I just had to circle around to it. Um, I, I still believe Satterfield's going to be the main one calling the plays. Yeah. But I do think have Taylor will be buzzing in from time to time. I, I just don't know. I hope that, that this is a situation where they can both collaborate and it's not like we just cannot predict. It's not like a tech mobile. Uh, we're not, we don't pick from four plays and just run the same thing every time. So run right. I, I am run middle. excited. About, yeah, 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 yeah. I am excited about there being an offensive coordinator hired because that's something that we had talked about in the off season that we needed to see some changes to get uh, well the skeptical people like skeptical people like Sam uh, Bayesden, our women's basketball uh, beat writer, like to to get him to be like, all right, you know, Seth's trying. I'm willing to give him another year. That's huge. And w- when you grab Florida's guy and Georgia's guy um, and Notre Dame's guy and oh Super Bowl MVP, like that, that's you're trying. You're trying to do some stuff. Right. And I this is something, you know, me personally kind of preference wise. I, I take it with a grain of salt because you can't trust a fan base's judgment a lot. But I like to see like when, when these hires are made, what the reaction is from the opposing fan base in which uh you know said person is coming, you know, said school that said person is coming from. It seemed like the overwhelming majority from Notre Dame fans was that they realized that this was a loss. You know, it's a it's a you know, a, a big move for him to come to an to be an offense coordinator, but also Notre Dame fans. Uh, I, I've seen only good, re, you know, good results from him. You know, the most recent guy he recruited was Kyron Williams, who was an All-American at Notre Dame um, in their college football playoff teams. But definitely a solid move, and obviously it all will just met, depend on what is the product on the field. So you take it with a grain of salt, but right now very, um, very pleased with the hire coming from Notre Dame. The other on the other side of the ball, the next coordinator, co-defensive coordinator is Wesley McGriff, who just served as the secondaries coach at the University of Florida. We'll talk about what he brings to the table here in just a second after we talk about our friends at Bill Bar. Look, it's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fitter, eating healthier, make sure you include Bill Bar in your plan. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It makes it easier to stick to your resolution. You want to eat healthy, but sometimes it gets boring. By like week three or so, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, good news is Bill Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. You get a ton of health benefits, 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein, leaps and bounds better than a, a candy bar um, in terms of healthy benefits. And even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Bill Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. Do yourself a favor. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. And you'll get 15% off your order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. 
switching tunes to the defensive side of things with Cardinal Sports Zone co-founder Jeremy Wallman on his special Wallman Wednesday um, edition of the show. Wesley yep. McGriff, the uh, new co-defense coordinator alongside uh, Brian Brown, was the um, secondary coach at the University of Florida this past season. First season in Gainesville, um, the Gators had a top 25 passing defense. He spent time at Auburn. Uh, Mississippi with the Saints, um, you know Vanderbilt, Miami, the U, Baylor, um, school down the road, etc. So I mean, this is a, um, for lack of better terms, he he's been around in terms of experience. It's not like he's you know coming like you mentioned coming from a Joe Blow program. Like he's been all around the SEC. He's been successful in the SEC, and he's been in the professional ranks. I'm ex- extremely excited about this, not only from a philosophy standpoint, but also as a recruiter. Do you kind of get those same vibes? Well, I'll be honest with you. I've looked up, and I know he started here at Kent State and then moved to EKU and then on to Big Blowhard Nation. But my my fir- first, if you want my initial reaction to it, I went back and looked at some of his, you know what his defenses have done. And yes, he has a lot. He has had a lot of SEC jobs. Was not impressed at all. And again, looking at stats sometimes can be misleading when when you're talking about coaches as a person. But then I started looking at his re- recruiting classes and stuff like that, and that changed my mind a little bit. Um, I, I was willing to look past the uh, the variables, the numbers, the the rankings and stuff like that. And, you know, just looking at certain games every year. And I just, I was not impressed number wise, but like I said, the guy can recruit. He's had multiple uh, top classes, not only in the SEC, but in the country. Uh, It's, it's just hard to, uh, it's hard to be negative about a guy that can recruit when you know that you need somebody who can recruit. And by the way, He's coming in to be co-DC, which hopefully he can extend and lend his knowledge to Brian Brown to help him out as well. So we don't necessarily need him to be our DC, but we do need him to recruit for us, and I, I feel like he's going to be able to do that well. Take on Brian Brown. I feel, you know, people Brown a bad rep, and I, I get it. You know, you are ultimately judged by the results and the product in which you put on the field. But, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like since he's gotten here, you know, since Scott Satterfield has brought him in um, in 2019 and what we've seen consistently each and every year, I feel like this defense is getting, you know, better in terms of overall sheer numbers. Now, obviously, it'll be a little different with the transfer portal. I feel like they've gotten better overall, but there's just certain issues that, um, you know, this defense has kind of struggled with that I'm, hoping that McGriff can come in and kind of be, you know, a veteran presence and kind of, you know, help Brian Brown in, in terms of the learning curve. Like you mentioned when Ray, the whole Randy Shannon thing was going about, like, I feel like McGriff is the Randy Shannon in this situation, you know, an older guy that's been around the mill knows a little bit more and can kind of serve as a mentor. Absolutely. My thoughts on Brian Brown. Um, Yes, so Fred McGriff, uh, Fred McGriff, oh my God, he did play great baseball for Atlanta. But uh, Wesley McGriff, wonder if they're related. That'd be fun to find out. Uh, yeah, I think he can be that big brother that can be coming and be like, hey, Brian, don't put the guys 14 yards off the ball. That's not great. That's what I'm saying. Something's got to change uh, there. Something, uh, hey, guy, don't only 
you know, rush three and drop back eight, 45 yards away from the ball. Uh, but again, what I'm looking most forward to is, is his recruiting ability. And I feel like that's one thing that court lacked while he was here uh, was a tag team partner to be able to go out there and just attack the recruiting trail. He, you know, he, he got us there. He got us money. He got us uh great. He got us just about everybody that's made an impact for us deep uh, defensively. Yeah. Yeah. All those guys, he got the, what's the Popeye. He, he got, you know, he's made the recruiting splashes defensively for us. So to, um, to go from him and, and to be able to have multiple guys that can recruit like right. McGriff and Taylor, uh, and again, anytime you can send the Super Bowl MVP into a room and be like, "Come to Louisville, you can go to you can go to the Super Bowl and win the MVP too," I just think it's it's huge that now we have multiple threats, and uh, I think it's going to be great. I really do. Oh no, I think I, I agree. I still think that that he wins a bunch of games this year and leaves on his own accord, and then we're all here like the the yearly. Uh, John Gruden to Louisville, like Jay Gruden, not Ooh, John, good God. <laughs> uh, Bill Belichick, you know, we always shoot for the stars here when we Make start him our say no. Uh So, yeah, I, I still feel like that's going to happen, but I do like what he's tried to put in place here so far. I agree, and I, I think that this is like when, when you hear co-DC, like I, I don't think people – I don't think people are thinking that he's going to come in and be like, oh, he's going to be the guy. Like, no, he's, I think he's basically like Brian Brown's kind of, not necessarily number two, but definitely like a 1B in a sense to where Brown's. No, he's Brian Brown's big brother, like the big brother, uh, big sisters program. He's going to be Brian Brown's big brother. And the whole thing is going to tell him what to do. Thing with Brian Brown, you know, Brian Brown, like, I feel like he's done a lot of good things, but the things that, that the defense has lacked are the things that hurts the defense the most, unfortunately. So, um, you know, but that, you know, it doesn't matter if you do a hundred things right. If the one thing you do is wrong, if the one thing you do wrong is obviously not necessarily that great, but I digress. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very interested to see how they are able to coexist, you know, as co-defense coordinators. I'm interested to see what the roles are going to be like, how, um, how he intervenes with Brian Brown's play calling and schematics and stuff like that as a secondaries coach with both of them, you know, um, you know, specializing in the secondary so we will definitely see um, about that. The final segment will be uh, for the Super Bowl MVP, like you mentioned, the director of player development, Dion Branch, and the new strength and conditioning coach, Ben Satters. We'll talk about both of those here in a second after we talk about our friends at NetSuite. Look, I want you to imagine a, a scenario. This is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. It's the number one cloud financial system to power your growth and everything you need to grow all in one place. Uh, With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of the competition. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite for the new year. NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. Head to, head to netsweep.com slash locked for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses, netsweep.com slash locked. Final segment of the show is dedicated to the new director of player development and the new strength and conditioning coach. We'll start out with um, we'll start out with Ben Souders. Um, 
Uh, I assume we'll spend most of the time talking about Dion. But Ben, um, I, I feel like it's kind of hard to gauge, you know, um, how good of a hire this is. Obviously, in any hire, I mean, it's really just going to matter based upon the results uh, that we're going to see on the field. I like his resume. You know, the fact that he's a Kentucky native. He played at Western Kentucky. Um, I like the energy that he uses that I've seen in some interviews and his, you know, address to the team. I mean, is 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 that kind of selling it short or is that kind of on the line of how it should be with, you know, adding a strength and conditioning coach? Well, I'll tell you what, I, I cannot be uh, impartial with this because I've known Ben since he was a kid. He's a friend of the family. He's He went to church with my family ever, ever since he was a young boy. Um he went to church in Brownsville, which is uh, Kentucky, which is where my mom's side of the family is from. Uh, mm-hmm. They gushed about him. They are they're Kentucky fans, unfortunately, but you know they they had to remind me who he was. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that that's Ben. Like, hadn't you know? I hadn't really you know I hadn't been back home since my grandma passed away. So um, you know I missed everything, but. His intensity just is he, – he brings this Ray Ganong-type intensity that we've missed sorely from the basketball sidelines this year. Let's not even get started on that. Um, but, yeah, this is a family friend, and this is somebody that I know personally that I could not be – I didn't even know he was up for the job. I had, I had no clue, uh, again, that this was the young Ben that I had known when, I, when we all went to church together. But – uh, just knowing the type of family he's from and the kind of man he is. Uh, I know a lot of people don't give a cr- crap about religion-wise, but I like to surround myself with good people. And just knowing there's somebody like me up there on the staff is amazing. And I'm not saying Satterfield's not like me or the rest of them aren't either. I don't know them personally. Uh, but mm-hmm. Ben Ben is a stand-up guy, and I'm so excited to see because I know his – a lot of the time, when you're a strength and conditioning coach, you got to be tough on the players, but you also have to have a to promote a family environment, and that's something that Coach Seriano did do well. He promoted a family environment. Um, this guy's g- gonna be able to just—I mean, I'm just so—I'm that's how excited I am. He—he's gonna be able to double that intensity, triple it. It's a really good hire, and it's it's one. I know you said you didn't think we were going to spend that much time talking about it, but you may have also known a, a new him. So, but yeah, awesome dude, and I, I'm really excited to see how he's able to motivate this team. Yeah, I think I think that's the main thing is just intensity, you know, and the attention to detail. Yeah, I liked you know his address to the team. Obviously, you can kind of take that as coach speak. Or, you know, but I, I think that um, it kind of lines up with some other interviews that I saw from him in Georgia and then some other stops. So I'm excited about the hire, but I got to be honest, the most exciting hire so far obviously has been, for me, the director of player development. That is Super Bowl MVP and Super Bowl champion Dion Branch, Cardinal great wide receiver Dion Branch. Um, outside of having a Super Bowl MVP, MVP on your staff. I mean, what are the main benefits of having a guy like that in charge of, you know, directing player development? Well, first off, and I told the story on the show Sunday, but I was, we were supposed to have Dion Branch on the show Sunday um, before any of this materialized. I was on the phone with him. We were trying to lock down a time 
and across the top of my phone, I saw Dion Branch named new director of player uh, development. And I huh. said, Dion, why didn't you tell me? He's like, ha, 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 I didn't know they were going to put it out this quick. So uh, he hadn't even told me yet, and I was on the phone with him. So I think this is a huge <laughs> get. I think we need to get more high, and we will still have him on the show, uh, whether it be in person or via Zoom. We've been doing a lot of Zoom things lately. Uh, just to protect uh, – We've had a couple of staff member or uh, podcast crew members that have, have have gotten sick. I don't want to really say, I mean, I'm sure you could figure it out. But just to protect my family, I mean, I've got family that's sick. You've got family that's sick. Higgy's got family that's sick. Sean's just sick, period, all the time. So in order to protect everybody, we've been doing Zoom stuff. So we will probably will have Dion in a Zoom. But I think it's huge for us to get – more, I spoke about that, touched on that a little bit earlier. We need to get high-profile high former players in positions to help out the team, get the buzz going. I love it. I think Dion will be amazing here. Let's get Redmond in here to help out with the court, consult for quarterbacks. I mean, that's what my coach here at Louisville, one, one of the, the most crapped-on coaches that really has, has been the best coach second best coach overall over the whole body of work since they've been here ron cooper he's the 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 offensive analyst or defensive analyst for the alabama crimson tide and has been for a few years um do something like that put redmond in as a quarterback analyst throw ivan in a tight end analyst get uh michael bush in at running back analyst uh eric wood as o-line analyst gary barnage uh, Pete, I mean, Pete Knox is already on staff. I don't know why I immediately went to Pete. But Gary Barninger, Ivan Green for tight ends. Calvin Pryor has been begging for a job with Louisville football. Bring these guys back in. Don't none of them need the money because they've already set themselves up in the NFL. Bring Eli Rogers in to, with, for the wide receivers for right now. Because he he's about the best wide former wide receiver that's not playing at the moment. So bring him in. Or Jalen Smith. I mean, I know he's on a practice team. Uh, gosh, who's he on the practice team for right now? He is on a practice team for a playoff. Uh, maybe the Bengals? I'm not sure. But just bring these guys in that love Louisville and let them help out. I agree. I think that um, when you look at you know the sidelines um, of the national championship and you look at Georgia and Alabama and how many – coaches they have on the sidelines now some of those are coordinators some of those are just analysts but i'm i was mesmerized by the sheer number of analysts that they had on the sidelines and i think that there's a direct correlation between having you know a bunch of analysts and coaches you know in in terms of you know being successful especially you know high caliber guys like Dion branch is a good start I hope that that pendulum is swinging that way. Um, I, I did hear, um, I think I forget who posted that Josh Hurd was instrumental in, in bringing Dion um, back into the fold. You would know more about that than I would, but um, you know, if so, you know, hats off to him because you know, he gets he's trying to make some big moves, and Dion's one that's been known. There's a couple of things he's trying to be proactive uh, on. In, in the on the men's college basketball side of things, but yeah, he Josh is going to be a 
a rock star. I don't know that he's going to be our permanent AD, but he's trying to help us out and help us get over all the pain we've went through in all sports here recently and, and getting Dion in. I don't think, honestly think Higgy could have talked Dion in to, uh, Dion's been wanting to be on this staff for several years. Uh, when we did the Saturday show on 93.9, he came on and was like, Louisville football, if y'all need to co-, and this was when Bobby was here, if y'all need coach, I, 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 I'm willing to, I want to do it. Let me get on. And that was years ago. That was four years ago. And thankfully now mm-hmm. he's getting that chance. And I think he's going to kill it. I love it. I love it. But I'm, I'm excited about all the coaches that have been added so far. Obviously, it uh, will be a matter of the results on the field that will give the, um, the final verdict. But overall, I, I think that, you know, Scott Satterfield is being tasked with having to change a lot of things in the offseason. I think he's gunning for it. And, you know, he's added to the recruiting team. He's added to the, um, you know, just the overall coaching staff, the analyst side of things. And I'm, I'm pretty, pretty content with it right now. Hopefully we can uh, continue to add to through the transfer portal ahead of next season. Um, Jeremy, definitely appreciate you uh, for coming on again, especially late notice. Uh, Do yourself a favor. We see your social media. Give us any parting thoughts, any words of wisdom. Well, first off, uh, we need to normalize not asking me who my sources are like I owe them to you. All weekend, I have, uh, all weekend and week so far, I have been putting out little spoilers here and there and people saying, well, just tell me who told you. No, because I want to keep being told things. And when they tell me I can release certain information, I will release that certain information. Uh, for example, the Sydney Curry ankle sprain. I alluded to that very, very early Saturday morning. All day long, I was, why don't you tell me who? Why don't you tell me who? Well, I was told not to tell anybody who. And then an hour before game time, it was announced. I'm not going to mess up my money. You worry about your money. I don't come in and tell you how to cook the fries at McDonald's. Don't tell me how. No, I'm just kidding. That sounded really, really uh, douchebagging and brash. I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to go against my sources or I will be unemployed and I'll have no sources. So let's normalize not asking me to, like I owe you. I had somebody, Dalton, you remember that last month, tell me that I owed them to tell them who my sources are. And that was just crazy. And I'm yes, not, I did. That's not, wild. The audacity of people, like, you know, people don't realize. You, it was so crazy. There's there's a certain level of, like, there, well, not a certain, there's a big level of trust that's involved. And trust isn't gained overnight, like, you you don't meet someone and then ultimately the next day they're telling you, hey, this guy's not playing or hey, this guy's having a problem with this guy. You don't gain that overnight. And people don't realize like why would you why would you do something so irresponsible like saying who told you just to ruin that relationship and you get no more information? Like I think people don't people don't think before they type. That's the issue. Look, I've been doing this for ten years and I'm just now getting solid sources in certain areas and but again because what people also don't realize is that there's such a turnover with coaches that whoever was like a like a bullseye source five years ago if they're not here anymore i'm not getting that information anymore because they they're not gonna know anything <laughs> they're players they're only here for three or four years they talk to me all the time tell me when i can say stuff and when i can't say stuff and then they leave, and I've got to, I've got to scramble and, and make new relationships. So, uh, fact of the matter is, let's, let's not do that anymore uh, because I am getting closer and closer to. Uh, I said this earlier in the week as well. 
I'm getting closer to early retirement. My my wife it, uh, has left me, so I'm gonna sue her for alimony and take uh, you know half of her half of her NBA summer league contract money she's making right now. So I'm gonna retire at the eight, I'm gonna try to retire by 55, which is still several years in advance. It's still early because I, I don't think you can retire till 65 now. So uh, I, I'm I'm planning on my. I always like to set goals and beat them. So I'm planning on retiring by 55, but uh, no certain reason for the number 55, I'm sure. But uh, I'm planning on doing it. And and the closer I get to that day, the more you people out there, uh, yes, you people that are out there that are talking slick to me. And you all know I won't say anything smart back to you because I'm a businessman and I'm respectful and I'm all about my business. So I'm going to be respectful, but the second that the clock hits 55, you're not going to be able to talk slick to me no more. And I will not have it. I will not allow it. And the closer we get to that, the looser I'm going to get. And the and and the as I like to call myself, the needle mover. The needle the needle's going to go from empty to full, F O O L, real quick. So and also. Check out CardinalSportsZone.com. Our podcast this past Sunday, I knocked over a whole gallon of tea about the the Louisville basketball team and their locker room and their practices. Go back and check that out because that's going to be the highest rated and listened to episode of all time. Yeah, definitely check that out. Also, the Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q with handicapping expert from Lee Sterling. You can check that out on the Odyssey app or wherever you like to get your podcast. That's going to wrap up this Woman Wednesday edition of the show. Everyone have a great day, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow.